0: Jake here. Thank you for taking a trip to the past with me. The original podcast version of The Americans will be released weekly, but if you don't want to wait, then go to jakebible.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. You'll receive access to all of The Americans as well as early release novels, audiobooks, and other exclusive extras. That's jakebible.substack.com. Now enjoy the original podcast production of The Americans. Cheers. Warning. This podcast reading is for mature audiences only. You will not be warned again. Welcome to the podcast reading of Jake Bibles' The Americans, book two in the Dead Mech Apex Trilogy. The Americans is a sidequel to Dead Mech, meaning it takes place simultaneously with book one. You can listen to this novel first or start with Dead Mech. Go to JakeBible.com for more information on this podcast, Dead Mech, and other fiction by Jake Bible. Enjoy. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Americans. I bet some of you didn't think this episode would happen, did you? We thought sure, Jake got one out last week, but he's not gonna get another out. Well, disbelievers, I have proved you wrong. I have. Yep, so we got another exciting episode of The Americans ready for your listening pleasure. Uh, more exciting news is the Americans ebook will be launched later this week. Before Halloween it shall happen folks it definitely shall the print book will probably be coming out in December there's a little more work that goes into a print book than an ebook well there's well more work on other people's parts because uh, I've done my work uh, I just got to get cover formatting printing proofing shipping back and forth all those crazy things that's what goes into printing uh, but the ebook is is pretty much ready to go We'll be launching that this week something that is very cool. Uh, due to the genius of Paul E. Cooley, and um, it burns to say that, it truly does burn to say that, but due to his wonderful, amazing uh, technical skills, uh, I am going to be part of uh, the My Right program, which means uh, Dead Mech and the Americans uh, will be able to actually be autographed. That's right, the e-books will actually be able to be autographed. Those autograph copies will be available on my website once I get that all launched and put together. Um, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, a way for you to get my handy dandy signature, something a little personalized on an electronic formatted book. Wow, the technology! Oh, science! Oh, future! You are here now. Now, it's crazy. Uh, it's also a way, you know, to buy the ebook on one of your um, great and, uh, you know, favorite uh, ebook retailers, whether it be Kindle, you know, Amazon or Nook, you know, for Barnes and Noble or just Smashwords. You can buy one there and also, you get that, also buy an autographed copy from me directly. So it's a good way to support me two times. It's also, you know, how you, some people want to buy a couple copies of print books. That's easy to do. Not so easy to buy a couple copies of ebooks because, you know, those damn electronic formats, they get logged in your retailer. And when you try and buy it again, they say, you already own this. Well, I know some of you want to buy just 30 or 40 of these frickin' things. So, you know, now you'll have a chance to buy 30 or 40. It's amazing. You gotta love science. Science! Anyway, I will stop rambling and I will, um, I'll just stop rambling. Uh be on the lookout for the announcement later this week uh for the Americans ebook and then also for the autographed version uh through MyRight. Uh if you don't know about MyRight, uh you can go to myright.com, check it out. So if you are an author, and you're listening to this and you want to be able to offer autographed ebooks out there to the world, then you need to go check this out. It is pretty freaking sweet, folks. Pretty freaking sweet. All right, that's enough. Um yeah. Hope you all are doing good. Thanks again, as always, for listening. And uh, enjoy the show, all right? Cheers, y'all. Chapter 27 Rise and shine, kiddos, Billy barked, giving Melissa's then-best bunk a couple good kicks. Days of wasting, and we got shit to do. Fuck you, Mr. Cheery. Melissa grumbled, suddenly in a tug-of-war with Billy over her blanket. "'Knock it off, asshole!' Beth stretched and yawned, wincing as her feet touched the cold, concrete floor. "'Okay, you two, that's enough.' She walked over and pulled the blanket from both of their hands, tossing it at the foot of the bunk. "'Whoa there, Miss Pantsless!' Billy exclaimed, diverting his eyes from Beth as she stood in the middle of the bunk room and worked the kinks out of her body with only a shirt and underwear on. Beth laughed. "'You've seen more of me, Billy.' And considering I brought you back from the dead, I'd say we're family now. Yeah, well, I don't want to see Mel's skivvies either, so I'll just take my leave, Billy responded, moving to the door. (laughs) The general wanted me to tell you he let you both sleep in, since apparently your non-nano bodies need more rest than us uber folk. But you have twenty minutes to shit shower, eat, and be in the briefing room. El Generalissimo has a plan he wants to share. Twenty minutes? Fuck that, Melissa said, grabbing at the blanket once again, but Beth was faster, pulling it out of reach and tossing it into a corner. Come on, Beth said, pulling Melissa out of bed. It takes you ten minutes just to shit, so you better get moving. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that, Billy laughed from the hallway, already gone and moving to his next task. You get any rest? Alex asked from the cockpit door. Stiles swiveled in the pilot's chair and laughed when he saw Alex's face. Damn, I haven't seen you this happy since those Italian triplets locked you in their room that time and burn! I'd have to say you got you some. A gentleman doesn't speak of such things. Alex grinned, holding up his hand before Stiles could respond. Now, on to business at hand. We need to talk before the briefing. What's up, boss man? Stiles asked. You got that look on your face that means trouble and guilt. It's both, Alex said seriously, taking a seat in the co-pilot's chair. Heather stepped from the shower and grabbed her towel, drying herself as she walked to the locker with her fresh uniform. Hey, Melissa called out. How are you feeling this morning? Heather stopped drying her hair and smiled at the girls. Good morning, you two. I'm doing fine. Best I've felt in a long time. Melissa glanced at Beth and back at Heather. You got laid, didn't you? "'Oh, yes, I did,' Heather laughed as the girl stripped down and turned on the water. "'Thanks for the resurrection energy, Beth. "'Does wonders on the libido.' "'Anytime,' Beth smiled. "'Heather's smile faltered a bit. "'How are you doing?' "'Beth rinsed her face. "'I'm fine, just fine. "'She's lying,' Melissa said. "'I think I've known the freak long enough to know that.' "'Ha-ha,' Beth smirked. "'Very funny, Mel. "'No, really, I'm I'm fine.' It's an adjustment, all the new info from the personalities that I've had to integrate, but I'll get used to it. You said something last night about being only four years old, Heather said, zipping up her uniform. Care to elaborate? Yeah, you said we'd talk this morning, Melissa agreed. Spill it, Beth. Beth looked at each inside. Okay, but it'll have to be the short answer. Any answer is better than none, Heather said, pulling on her boots. Let's hear the short one, then. Cloning. I said matter-of-factly. My body was grown from embryo to adolescence in three years. I've been out of the vat for only one year. Heather and Melissa stared at her, stunned. You're a clone? Melissa finally asked. Yep, that's what I just said. Guess I shouldn't be surprised, Heather laughed. Explains a lot. So, so you're not real? Melissa stammered. You're like some cyborg thingy? Uh, no, no, I, I'm real. 100% human flesh. I was cloned from the DNA of a uh, Rachel Caprizi. She has some type of genetic predisposition to technopathy. Uh, Technowuthy? Technopathy, Melissa, Heather said. It means she can mentally manipulate technology. That's why she can work BC without touching it. And why I can control the nanotech so easily, Beth added, once I had Dr. Lisbon's knowledge. Damn! Melissa said, looking confused. Yep. Damn. Beth agreed. Thank you, everyone, for joining the briefing this morning, General Millman announced. I'll leave the introductions for later. Right now, we need to dig in and make sure everyone is on the same page. Colonel? Thank you, sir, Colonel Smithfield said, standing and addressing the room that was now filled with the base's limited personnel, as well as Heather, Melissa, Beth, Stiles, Billy, and Alex. And thank you to those that joined us last evening. The intel gathered has proven invaluable, and since uh, most of our fellow Americans have been brutally murdered, the info could prove key to our very survival as a people. Quit the rhetoric, colonel, and get to the point, the general growled. The colonel took a deep breath and activated a hollow of the region from Russia down to the Indian Sea. As of right now, our satellites show the Three's forces are moving rapidly through the Russian frontier and are approaching the Chinese border as we speak. Now, while the Chinese have been gracious enough to let us have our little secret outpost here, they will not come to our aid if we are attacked. The colonel zoomed in on the symbols representing the Three's forces. Now, as of 0845, what was a single contingent has now branched into two. Projected routes show the larger the two forces heading off through China, more than likely on a course to Beijing. I'm sure the Chinese have already noticed this and are reacting accordingly. Are we in communication? Heather asked. They are our allies. They cut communication with us the second force is split, Colonel Owens interrupted. Our guess is they aren't sure if the smaller force is coming to join us or if it's coming to attack us. Our relationship has always been tenuous at best. Recent events have stretched it to near snapping. We don't think they will attack us. At least we hope not, Colonel Smithfield continued. But all bets are off and we have to act as if we are truly on our own. Except for Australia, Brazil, Mexico, and Canada, Colonel Owens added. Uh, Canada? Billy interrupted. Who the fuck is Canada? That'll have to wait until later when we move out. The general answered, let's finish the briefing first, please, Mr. Brenton. Move out, what? Billy asked, but quickly shut up when Heather kicked him in the shin. Please continue, Colonel, General Millman glared at Billy. Right, to the task at hand, Colonel Smithfield continued. Regardless of allies, attackers, or motives, we cannot hold this post against the forces the three are throwing at us. We are too small a group and designed for covert intelligence, not for full-on battlefield combat. "'Most of you are field agents and only joined us recently. "'We'll have to play to our strengths, not take them head on.' "'Are they really sending that many at us?' A lieutenant asked from the back wall. "'It's not the numbers so much as ca- their capabilities,' Colonel Owens answered. "'If I may, your highness?' Alex stood and walked over to the colonel. "'It's Alex. Please.' The colonel just nodded and pulled his sidearm as Alex rolled up his sleeve and held out his forearm. "'Sorry about this,' the colonel apologized. "'Has to be done,' Alex responded, gritting his teeth as the colonel squeezed the trigger. The whole room jumped, many shouting, their hands instinctively going to their own sidearms, but soon the room was silent as Alex's wound knitted back together. "'That is what we are up against, folks,' General Millman barked. "'Every last one of those troopers can do that. They are unstoppable.' "'Which is why we are going to try to stop them,' Colonel Owen said, taking over the briefing. "'We're going to evac immediately, as soon as this briefing is over.' Um, right now? Billy asked. Didn't you say they were barely at the border? That's thousands of kilometers away. The viral nanotech is not all they have, Colonel Smithfield said. Their HAVs are moving at a speed we haven't seen before. We aren't sure how, but it looks like they have new mag drive tech as well. And we don't know what other tech they may have at their disposal, General Millman added. We have known for a while that something was going to happen, but the three have kept things pretty well hidden. Until they nuked half the continent. Melissa muttered. "'Yes, Miss Brenton, and tell that,' the General said. "'But that is the past. We have to look to the future.' "'We will be splitting into two divisions,' Colonel Owens said. "'The first division will be made up of several of our most skilled combat ghosts.' Many of the people present nodded in acknowledgement. "'That division will be heading into battle against the Three's forces, "'and will hopefully give us enough room to get to our destination. "'Leading that division will be Miss Walton.' They will be transported by Prince Tartarov's aircraft, which can get them there much faster than HAV. What? Melissa shouted, jumping to her feet, her face filled with rage as she turned on Alex and Heather. You two just came back from the dead. You can't leave now. Sit down, Mel, Beth said quietly, tugging at Melissa's arm. Melissa yanked her arm away and turned to the general. No way! They are not going! Miss Brenton, you are an activated ghost, am I correct? the general asked calmly. Um, "'Yes, but then you are under my command now, and you will do as ordered. "'Right now I order you to sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up.' "'General,' Alex warned. "'I'm sorry for the bluntness.' "'No, I'm not sorry for the bluntness,' the general began getting to his feet. "'He started to pace back and forth, his eye falling on everyone in the room in turn. "'I'm not sure all of you understand what is going on, so let me explain it simply.' We are fighting for our very survival. We have lost nearly 80% of the American population in the world. Eighty fucking percent. I don't intend to lose much more, but in order for the majority of us to survive, we will have to have tactical sacrifices. That is how this is going to work. Now, we aren't just running blind. We have a goal. The main division will push as fast as possible in HAVs towards the Indian Ocean, where there is a small flotilla of American ships waiting for us led by a man most of you have run across, Colonel Blue Masterson. There were many sounds of surprise and approval. Blue made it? Heather said, surprised. How? I'm sure he was at Suffolk Base when it was destroyed. He was, the general agreed, a wide smile on his face. But if you know Blue, he's one hard-to-kill motherfucker. Somehow he protected himself, and his son, Charlie, was able to get him out of there along with several techs. They met up with some ships that survived and have been picking up stragglers along the way. It's not a proper navy in any way, so we have a limited window to rendezvous with them. If they come under heavy attack, they will lose. But, General, a corporal piped up, that's straight through the dead zone. Won't the radiation be too dangerous, even with the HAVs? Radiation, the General bellowed. You have access to some of the most top-secret intel in the world, and you are asking about the radiation in the dead zone? There ain't no fucking radiation in the dead zone. That was clean generations ago. I like this guy. Styles whispered to Billy. Now, what we do have to deal with is mutant fucking zombies, the general continued. And these aren't viral techno zombies either. These are your great-great-great-great-grandfather zombies, but ten times fucking worse. The former radiation mutated those fuckers so they are mean, fast, strong, and downright sneaky. You stop to piss and you'll have 30 on you before you can get your fly down. Once we hit the atmospheric barrier, shield will be pushing through non-stop. Um... General, another lieutenant asked, Uh, "What have they been feeding on? The the dead zone is is well dead. How the fuck should I know?" The general bellowed, "Do I look like a fucking zombie wrangler to you?" The general changed the hollow to a view of India. We don't have much time, so I'll make this simple for you all. You see those dark patches? The general zoomed in. Those are groups of zombies, hundreds of them, packed together. He flipped the image about, showing many different regions. They group like this all over the country. We don't know why, and we don't know how they stay alive. The original plague that nearly wiped out North America created zombies that would starve and waste away. These do not. Several hands were raised. That's it for question time. You'll get more info on the road. You've all been given your assignments, so load up and get ready to move out. Anything you don't know, you'll learn on the way. It's going to be a long ride to the ocean. Those not going with us, but with Prince Tartar off. I wish you godspeed. <laughs> Melissa grabbed Heather by the arm in the hallway. What the fuck do you think you're doing? Let go, Melissa, Heather said calmly. I'm best suited for this. But it's a suicide mission. What about me? You're just going to leave me? Heather took Melissa by the shoulders. I don't know you. I'm sorry, but the Melissa I know is four years old. But but those memories will come back, Melissa insisted. No, Mel, they won't. I got the scans back from the techs. Where new memories should be is nothing but unmapped gray tissue. My brain was repaired, but those memories were lost forever. I'm not the Heather Walton that you've grown up with. That woman died on an exam table in Russia and isn't coming back. It's time for me to join her. Come on, Mel, Beth said gently, pulling her away towards the express lift that would take them down through the mountain in the waiting HAV convoy. No, Melissa screamed, turning and taking a swing at Beth. Beth dodged easily, swatting Melissa's wild punch. She's my family, my only family. Bullshit, Mel, Beth said, blocking and ducking as Melissa pressed the attack. You have Billy. He's your uncle. And considering what we've been through, you've got me. Beth ducked one last punch and grabbed Melissa in a bear hug, pinning her arms to her sides. Beth pressed her forehead to Melissa's so she couldn't headbutt her and looked directly in her eyes. "'We're family, Mel. You're all I have. I don't have anyone else. I was grown in a lab, for fuck's sake!' She pushed away and waited for another attack, but the fight had gone out of Melissa. "'So what's your lame excuse?' Melissa asked Alex. My twin brother is dead, my country is in flames, and the only person I have ever loved is going on this mission, Alex smiled sadly. Plus, Stiles needs my extra help when we start the attack. He can fly the BTT, but I'll be working the weapons systems. His gaze hardened. Listen, Mel, as much of a suicide mission as this may be, I don't plan on giving up. I'll fight until I'm dead or they are. I promise you that. He shrugged as a voice called the BTT assault team to the hangar and I promise to put Heather's life and safety before my own. Like hell you will, Heather protested, but Alex held up his hand and cut her off, his focus on Melissa. Understood, Alex asked. Melissa thought for a moment, then nodded, fighting the tears in her eyes. You better keep that promise. With my dying breath, Alex said, trying to keep his own emotions in check. He grabbed Melissa and hugged her. You just keep yourself alive. I'll expect Super Ghost here to help with that. Beth laughed. I'll do everything I can, as long as she listens. Fat chance, Heather said, pushing Alex aside and hugging Melissa herself. She never listened when she was little. I doubt she will now. The voice called the BTT assault team once again, and Melissa and Heather separated. I love you, Mel. I always will, Heather said, turning quickly so Melissa couldn't see her tears. Alex nodded to them both and followed quickly. The two girls turned and headed to the lift. They found Billy standing around the corner, wiping at his own eyes. "'What are you blubbering about?' Melissa asked harshly. "'You find out there won't be scabs in the new world?' "'Don't be a bitch, Mel,' Billy snapped. "'We're all hurting over this.' Melissa began to protest, and Billy jabbed a finger in her face. "'I'm not a junkie anymore, Mel. "'That nanotech zombie shit cleaned that right out of my system. "'I don't even have a hint of a craving. "'But if you keep ragging on me, then I'll take up a new addiction. "'Kicking your ass!' began to stop away, but stopped. Is that what you're wearing? What about your suit you made back in Russia? Melissa's eyes widened. I can't believe I forgot about that. She turned on her heel and sprinted towards the hangar. I'll be right back. Tell the general to make sure to bring plenty of BC to manipulate. I have work to do. Come on, freak, I need you. Beth smiled at Billy and shrugged, running after Melissa. Tell the general, Billy asked aloud all by himself, I'll get right on that since I'm his uh, favorite person. You've been listening to the podcast reading of Jake Bible's The Americans. This novel and recording are protected under whatever latest, greatest Creative Commons license is out there currently. Share this all you want. Just don't even try to make a buck off it without the express permission of the author me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please go to jakebible.com. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the re-release of the original podcast production of The Americans. Don't want to wait each week for a new episode? Go to jakebible.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. Want more audiobooks? Go to JakeBible.com for info and access to dozens of Jake Bible fiction audiobooks and ebooks. Cheers.